converts, OGs, what is up? It's NJ coming at you from the Bostwick Y in London, Ontario, Canada. It's kind of like my home away from home. My wife's working out, my daughter's in glee club, my son's at karate class, and guess what I'm doing? Putting together a podcast for you, pregame styles. Leafs, Habs from Santra Bell tonight. That is going to be a blast. Mike Agello standing by in Chictawaga, New York. He wants to talk about that, plus some potential deals in the works involving the Maple Leafs. Is Mike Babcock going to get his beloved Luke Glendening back? It's possible, plus maybe a deal going down at some point between the Canes and Leafs for a defenseman coming back to Toronto. That would be something I'd be more interested in. Let's talk about it. Mike's ready, I'm ready, so are you. Let's go. The Leafs combo starts now. The Leafs combo is brought to you by Vanguard Northeast Realty. With over 15 years experience, Vanguard provides superior level of service for commercial real estate tenants and owners. For more information, visit vanguardne.ca. And we've linked up. It's NJ and MIB. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Norman. I am well. Uh, Looking forward to a rather spirited game tonight in La Belle Provence. I hope so. It's going to be a lot of fun. How the heck are the Habs only one point behind the Maple Leafs at this point in the season? Well, I mean, they didn't have a lull like the Leafs did. They've just been consistently good the last few months. Uh, They're getting good goaltending from Carey Price. They got Shea Weber back, and their offense has been better than expected. I mean, Max Domi, I think, is having a career year right now. That trade with the Arizona has really paid off. And they got Thomas Tatar in the Pacioretty deal, and he's contributed. So they're getting offense from a number of different places. They get a a really good young rookie center in Jesper Kutkanyemi. And uh, right now, Claude Julian's one of the best coaches in the league. He has done uh, wonders with not a ton of talent. You know, if the Habs beat the Leafs tonight, we won't hear the end of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, but, you know, put it in perspective. They play, the, they play the Habs three more times in the last 27, 28 games, whatever's left. Um, there's going to be numbers of opportunity here, a number of opportunities here for, for these teams to, uh, you know, go up and down in the standings. And I still think that the Leafs are, are going to make a move or two before the deadline. Yeah. I don't know if Montreal is going to simply because, uh, you know, their general manager, Mark Bergeron came out and said, they're not going to be buyers that they're going to stick with what they have. I think he might be lying a little bit because if they're, contending for second or third place in the Atlantic, the pressure from the, the Hab uh, fanatics will be uh, too much for him to not go out and add a player or two. God bless Habs fans, but they can't think about anything Maple Leafs related without having an aneurysm. And if, if the hardcore Habs fan who professes to be intelligent about the game as a whole believes that the Habs are superior to the Maple Leafs now and will be going forward over the next several years, then they're just totally kidding themselves, which a lot of Habs fans tend to do. This is the Leafs combo, Norman James and Mike Agello. This is for Vanguard Northeast Realty, VanguardNE.ca. The Leafs are on a three-game win streak. This is a good opportunity for them now with a road trip coming up to pick up some wins on the road. They have been historically a good road team. Get your wins, start making some um, distance between yourselves and a lot of the teams that really shouldn't be uh, in the mix for a a division championship or even second place and uh, Mm -hmm. begin to pick up some momentum as you get closer to the playoffs. Well, I mean, it's very tight right now. I mean, it's one point with Montreal. I think it's 
two or three with Boston. So, so you know, right now every victory is going to be meaningful. And as you said, they're going, this is the first of a six game road trip where they, uh, I know it's Montreal, New York, and then it goes West to St. Louis, Arizona, Colorado. I mean, you know, this is the longest trip, 14 days, six games of the season, I believe. And, you know, if they, once they come out of it, they, they have more home games than road games. And that hasn't, exactly been beneficial this year because they've had trouble at home but i think that you know that that the Leafs need to have i'd say of these six games probably win four of them to stay ahead of those teams that are charging and we know that boston is going to make uh some changes before february 25th so it's really going to be key for the Leafs to have some success on the road when you have a team as talented as the maple leafs before puck drop there should be a sense on the ice that you're going to win the game you should you should uh, emit a superiority. You should exude confidence, exude the talent level that you have on paper and that you know you can show. I, even though the Leafs have won three in a row and they seem to be getting off the schneid and back into a bit of a rhythm, it still feels like it's anybody's hockey game right before puck drop. How do the Maple Leafs get that swagger back? Because they're going to need that swagger to not only pick up points, Mike, but intimidate a lot of these teams out of contention and begin to send a message to their immediate adversaries like Boston and Tampa that this is no joke and that even if they lose, they are going to you know, put everything forth in trying to exercise these Bruins demons and take a run at the Lightning to upset what seems to be a course of action that will take Tampa to the Stanley Cup. I mean, if you or, I, you or I had the answer to the question that you put before me, I think we'd both be millionaires and be hired by by some professional uh, sports franchise. <laughs> because, I mean, right now, you, you yes, they have superior talent, but superior talent doesn't always mean that they're going to always be victorious. And, and, I mean, the Leafs consistently this year have gotten off to slow starts when they have big leads they they blow them uh, we know that their defense is i even with the addition of muzzin i think now they're average they were below average before mm-hmm. that and i think they still need to add another defenseman to be above average um they're not a perfect team they're a very good team but everybody has their flaws and teams can take advantage take advantage of those flaws so um the job for Mike Babcock between now and the the beginning of April when the playoffs start is to el- try to deal and eliminate those flaws mm-hmm. and make them a more complete team. But I think, again, he's going to need some help from his general manager to uh, improve the 20 to 23 men that he uses in the playoffs. Leafs Habs at Santra Bell Saturday night. The atmosphere is going to be electric. The Habs have something to play for. The Leafs certainly do. It should be an energetic anything happens kind of evening and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Mike, before we go, let's talk a little bit about some of the trade possibilities that have been bandied about on social media. And of course, among the hockey intelligentsia, Luke Glenn Denning, what's the deal there? Well, I mean, this goes back to last year. I mean, we've seen the, the perennial uh, or the annual pursuit, excuse me, of, of the fourth line center with, with the yeah. Leafs. They gave up a, they gave up a second round pick for Brian Boyle. That didn't really work. They gave up a second round pick for Thomas uh, Placanitz and the turtleneck didn't work. <laughs> uh, now, now the, 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 Mock the neck. Luke, yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke Len Denning's name came up last year and, Apparently, Lou Lamorello denied uh, uh, Babcock, his former uh, soldier with the Red Wings, because he had 
uh, three years left on a contract at a million eight, which is not onerous, but it's, you know, he's a, he's a fourth line guy, penalty killer. I think he has eight or nine goals right now. He's a good workman like guy experienced and, I mean, he would address the fourth line center situation, mm-hmm. but with the Leafs not wanting to add more, have have sort of a money in, money out scenario, they would probably have to trade somebody you know, who's at least making a million dollars. That could be Parland home if they, if, you know, if they don't think they're going to re-sign him. It could, and they may, you know, clear space by sending Ozagan off down to the minors. But I, I could see him as a as a fourth line option. Maybe they would even trade Freddie Gauthier in, in oh. a deal uh, if. if yeah, I know. The hearts would be broken all over Toronto. <laughs> I want to, um, Mike, I want to see Trevor Moore, Tyler Ennis, and somebody else of quality on that fourth line. That would be so much fun because it's not like we're going to be getting any crashing and banging from the fourth unit. May as well go out there and, and dazzle with a little extra skill and steal some, steal some goals and ultimately points. Yeah, I, I just think you need energy and you need some kind of contribution from the fourth line. I've been underwhelmed by Parlin home playing the wing, which he is not his natural position, and Freddie Gauthier playing center. And, you know, occasionally he opens he opens eyes and he'll get a point here or there. But he's, I, I just don't think he's ever going to be anything more than what he is right now. Now, the, the, the talk that is interesting and growing more interesting by the day is this stuff between Carolina and the Leafs because, and it, you know, we've dealt with this and we've talked about this since November when Rick Dudley basically set up a tent at the Scotiabank arena and was at every game. Um, he's, you know, he's a constant presence in Toronto, but Lawrence Gilman, the Leafs uh, assistant general manager goes down to Buffalo to see the Canes and the Sabres on Thursday. Um, the, the Leafs, have scouted them in other locales like Philadelphia or in Calgary. Um, and then Pierre Lebrun reports today that the, the Canes who are in the race for a wild card spot, they're looking to make quote a hockey deal and looking for help up front, meaning scoring. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect fit with the Leafs and the fact that they have four right-hand shot defensemen. So I don't think that this is dead. I think it could be a deal that happens um, it's not a guarantee, but maybe even in the summer. But I think no. that something eventually will happen between these two teams. Look, are the Leafs involved in an arms race right now? Are the Leafs building for an opportunity to take a run at a cup this year and next year? Because that will that will influence how the deals are constructed between now and the 25th. If the Leafs think they have a chance to unseat Tampa and represent the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup final this spring, then I could see them making some, a deal of a, a greater magnitude. But you know, with Kyle Dubas, he's thinking long-term or as long a term as he possibly can, hence the Jake Muzzin mm-hmm. deal. Um, if, if he wants to add a... He's got to be careful because he doesn't want to make a, a rash decision now that really won't have too much benefit beyond this season. So, I mean, look, it's... One of those things where you, you're, you're building, you have your plan, you just have to be strategic in how you go about your business, Michael. Is it Luke Glenn Denning or is it Luke Glenn Denning? Luke Glenn Denning. Oh, I thought it was, hey, Luke Glenn Denning. It was like two first names and then, then the last yeah. name. Yeah, and the, the the thing with the thing with Carolina with the three the three main righties, mm-hmm. uh, Dougie Hamilton's got two more years at five point seven five million. Uh, Justin Falk has another year like Muzzin does at a little under five, 
the one the one I think the Leafs are interested in the most is Pesci. He's making the same amount that Jake Gardner is making, and he's not a Jake Gardner type of defenseman, but he's making four point oh two five million for another five years. So in terms of the long term picture that Dubis is looking at, if he can get a right shot defenseman who he thinks is capable of being, you know, that that defensive stopper and playing uh, either alongside Morgan Riley or you know a, a Travis Dermott, and he has him locked up for five years. That's a move that you might be willing to give up an Andreas Janssen uh, to to get him. Can the Leafs do anything between now and the 25th that will enhance their chances to a great degree in ultimately beating the Tampa Bay Lightning this season? I mean, beating them in a playoff series and moving forth? I think they can. I don't know if they can beat Tampa because Tampa is such a juggernaut, but Again, you, you said it, and I agree with it. Kyle Dubas is looking at the long-term picture. Yes, they have a good chance of advancing in the playoffs this year. But we're talking about a window of five mm-hmm. years where they have John Tavares and Austin Matthews as their one-two punch up the middle, where Mitch Marner, I, I, I believe, will be signed to a long-term contract. You know, the, they have a long-term window here, and the, the, the picture is not just adding rentals and adding pieces that will go for a run this year. Yeah. It's what can help them the most for the next five, six, seven years. And, Mike, you want to plant the seeds of success, right, Mike? If the Leafs can get into the playoffs, beat Boston, tangle with Tampa, go six or seven, Tampa gets through, mm-hmm. but the Leafs have sent a message that, look, you guys better win your cup now because you're not going to win it next year. In a lot of ways, right. that's a successful season. Last word to you. Yeah, I mean, I think the Leafs are operating under the you know the premise of if you build it, they will come. Yep. And and one one of the things I think is going to be important for them, and I've heard a number of insiders say this, is that you know the difference between winning and losing for a lot of these contending teams is who they can bring in for a year or two on cheap money, um, to be like secondary players or contributory players. And if you build a team with Tavares and Matthews, you're going to get more Tyler Innes coming in and saying, okay, I'll play for that team for one year and improve my chances. So, you know, I think right now they're looking for long-term pieces, but going forward, they're they're going to look for short-term pieces as well. Mike, real quick, a lot of people inside the YouTube comment section and God bless them, Leafs converts, TLC OGs think Austin Matthews is overpaid. What do you think? I don't think he's overpaid. I think he's one of the best five centers in the league. I, I, I don't think they would be complaining about the the uh, the salary that Austin Matthews is getting had it been an eight year deal. But the thing is, it wouldn't have been that salary for an eight year deal. It would have been between thirteen to, and fourteen million dollars based on percentage of cap, like Connor McDavid got. So look at it this way: they got him for five years. I think they're going to have him for more. They got him at a fairly reasonable rate. Nobody expected a five-year deal to be this much but watch in the summer Rantanen, Point, Aho, Line, all these guys are going to get paid ridiculous money so it's going to make the Matthews deal look pretty decent compared to some of them. It won't be cheap money it'll be expensive money. Have a good night tonight enjoy the game brother. Thanks Norman. We would like to thank Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, title sponsor of the Leafs Convo, demonstrating passion for the industry and a superior level of excellence in selling, leasing, and marketing your property. Vanguard Northeast Realty. All right, that wraps this episode of the Leafs Convo podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Half million views and listens since, I don't know, 10 and a half months ago when we started this project. 
That's pretty incredible. Thank you so much. Do you think we can eclipse a million by the time the playoffs roll around or by the time the Leafs hoist the Stanley Cup come, I don't know, late June? Let's see if we can do it. At Norman James TLC, at Mike in Buffalo. You can also reach us inside the YouTube comment section. Oh, the Leafs combo at gmail.com is the way you can reach us to get the conversation about sponsorship of this podcast going. Let's launch it. Let's make it happen. We're on our way. For Mike, I'm Norm. We're out.